All right. Welcome back to Sweating the Board, the gambling segment for the Zoom Disputed Podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Trevor Shores, for this episode here, and I'm joined by Colton. Colton, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about you? Doing well. How was your week so far? We've kind of had a busy week here. Did you have a lot going on this week? Yeah. Um, so just the usual, you know, three classes a day, uh, internship a couple times a week, and then staying busy with work. How about you? Yeah, more of the same. Less. I only got uh, two classes and uh, one just one every day, and then my internship as well. And I worked a couple days in, in the early mornings this week, so just staying pretty busy with the usual stuff here. Do you have a lot of midterms coming up next, like next in the next week or so? I have one midterm coming up, and I think it's in that class we're in together with Dan. Uh, yep. Liability. Yep. Yep. I think I got that one as well next week, along with the uh, one other one that's uh just later like i think it's it, he gives me like a range between like i think it's like monday through wednesday to take that one so got some oh gotcha there yep so how about how about this week of sports huh we kind of had a lot going on with baseball we had the mlb playoffs we had uh nba nba finals happening we had some nfl games that happened on monday night so where do you want where do you kind of want to start at um let's go ahead and start with the mlb stuff yeah, definitely for sure. So we had four, four divisional series going on. We had uh, kind of an update from that. We had the one of the, one of the games of the NLDS, the Braves Marlins. That series just concluded today, Thursday evening, as we're recording this. Uh, Braves won three nothing, advancing to the NLCS here. So I kind of wrote down kind of the scores from that game too, and kind of see where they le- lean between like the over under. So. Game one was pretty high scoring between them, went nine to five, the over hit at eight. Game two was pretty low scoring, two nothing, with the under hitting at eight and a half. And then today's final game three was seven to nothing by the Braves and under of nine hit. So just Braves did all the scoring there. Marlins didn't really help too much, but under hit there. So under hitting in two of the three games there, it's kind of interesting to see just the strong pitching there by the Braves and not really by the Marlins too much. So what do you think of that? Yeah, like you said, the Marlins just like didn't really pull their weight there. No, I, I was kind of thinking, just kind of reading like a preview of the series. They said pitching would about, kind of be a strong suit in that series. So I'm not too surprised at the under hitting two of the three games there. And then kind of counter that, the other divisional series in there, the Dodgers and Padres. So as of right now, Dodger, currently Dodgers are up 2 nothing in their series against the Padres. And the score of those two games, uh, game one was five to one to the Dodgers with the under hitting at nine and a half. Whereas game two, kind of that was a pretty uh, pretty intense game going back and forth there. Dodgers pulled out the six to five win, hitting the over with eight and a half there. Did you kind of check that game out with all the extra antics going on? Yeah, I watched uh, the very end of game two, and it was awesome, like you said. Um, and then game one I bet we talked about Mike Clevenger whether he's going to be on the roster or not he was actually he started game one mm-hmm. and so I bet Padres money line because they were plus they were plus money so I went ahead and bet there because I I really like Clevenger he's super good but mm-hmm. he's had like elbow problems and so he only made it like a couple pitches into the second inning and like you said they ended up losing that game so I lost that bet okay well that happens so I did so with game uh is it game three or game four tonight? Uh, tonight should be game three because the Dodgers are up to nothing. Yep. yep, yep. So I actually decided to kind of threw a little 
money on the Padres tonight just because it's, you know, it's win or go home for them. So that I think they're going to kind of bring out their bring out their A game a little bit, kind of make it a series a little bit. So I threw a little threw a little something on Padres for tonight. So we'll see what kind of happens there. Yeah, hopefully that hits. Yep. So then kind of going on the opposite side, we have the ALCS. So the Astros clinched earlier this afternoon, three games to one over the Athletics, moving on to the ALCS. Uh, some of the results from that game one was 10 to five with the over hitting at eight and a half. Game two was five to two with the under hitting at nine. Uh, game three, the Athletics hit, or the, excuse me, the Athletics won uh, nine to seven over the Astros with the over hitting it at, at nine. And then the finale game four today, the Astros clinched at 11 to six with the over hitting at nine. So the over hitting in three of the four games there with, even though that under hit, it was still, you know, they put up some runs. So it wasn't like a one, nothing, two to one ball game. They still threw up seven runs there. So it's kind of interesting to see that series conversely go three games to one over there too. Yeah, that was a really high scoring series. And honestly, I thought the A's would put up a better fight. I mean, they had one of the, um, I thought they were one of the better teams in the American League. I, I saw them in the championship series, so that was surprising to see them lose 3-1. I thought A's money line in that series was a pretty good bet. Isn't it kind of crazy, too, how the Astros have been hated just because they got caught cheating and stuff, you know, a few months and months ago. Now, all of a sudden, they're back in the ALCS. They're kind of, you know, they embraced that, you know, uh, what do we call it, like that bad guy role a little bit and stuff, and now they're just saying, hey, we're – we're putting up runs here. We're back in the championship series and just kind of making a name out there. Yeah. Yeah. They've definitely embraced that villain role, like you said. And then uh, currently right now uh, we have the Yankees race series. So I think this so far is the upset so series so far of the four um, Yankees or no, let's see. Yep. Yankees took game one, nine to three with the overhitting at seven. Game two, the Rays came uh, even to back up uh, seven to five with the over hitting at eight and a half. And game three, uh, Rays took eight to four with the over hitting at nine. So currently right now, as we're recording this, it's, let's see what it says. Yankees are up two nothing in the, looks like bottom of the fifth. So a little bit low scoring compared to the first three games. But uh, for this game too, I put the over just because look at the trends here. The three, three games so far have went over. I just didn't, I just didn't feel confident too much confident in the pitching matchups for tonight so I thought the over I think the over was at nine or no I think I got it at eight and a yeah. half so I thought okay. pretty yeah. decent pretty decent chance to get it again so about halfway through the game but still got some runs to go to make up that over there yeah I mean that Yankees offense it's hard to bet against I was thinking overs for this series too I ended up betting Yankees over in game or the the total over in game three which hit and then, like you said, I bet the over tonight with, you know, just looking at the pitching matchups, both guys had pretty high ERA. So I went ahead and threw down a bet. on. I think I got the line for over nine. So mm -hmm. hopefully that hits. Bats are a little slow, but, you know, definitely could come around with that Yankees offense. Yep. Yep. Like we said, it's about halfway through the game. We got, you know, four mornings to go at the time we we're talking about this. So we'll kind of see, kind of see what's got. So we have, so the Rays win tonight. They clinch that series. They'll go up against the Astros for the ALCS, which starts on Sunday. We can talk about that when we talk about uh, on our next episode here. So do you think Rays cl clinch it tonight, or do you think Yankees tie it up and get, a, get it, go to a game five? I think the Yanks tie it up and we go to a game five. Um, 
that offense is just is just crazy good. But I mean, we'll see. Who yeah. Knows? I mean, the Rays have already took two out of three, and that was surprising to me. So. Yeah, I actually thought like going back to Game Three, I thought the Yankees would you know kind of take control in that game too. But the Rays said, "Hey, we're it's it's us it's our time now here." So we're gonna see if the Yankees can pull it out here. So I guess we can kind of move since we talked about baseball a little bit earlier. And we can kind of go back to, you know, going back to Monday a little bit. We can talk about the two Monday Night Football games we got here with the NFL. So Chiefs beat the ended up beating the Patriots twenty six to ten. Chiefs covered the minus 11 and the game actually went under 49 points, only mustering up 36. And then in the second game, the Packers beat the Falcons 30 to 16 with the Packers easily covering the five and a half and game going under 56 and a half. So did you have any uh, picks on this game at all? Or were you surprised by any of the results here? So I know I talked about last week that I never bet on the Falcons and then that Literally the next day I threw money on them. I was just like too amped <laughs> up for Monday night. I was so amped up. I thought they would pull it out in prime time. So I threw down money on the Falcons money line, the Falcons spread. And then I even live bet them during the game and they all flopped. Oh, so I lost man. a decent amount of money on that. I did bet Rogers over one and a half passing touchdowns. Um, that seemed like just giving away money against that Falcons defense and how well he's played. So I did make up some money there. There you go. Did you yeah. put any bets down at all? Yeah, I like we talked about, we talked about, you know, not betting against Belichick and then and the Patriots, but you know, I did throw it to cover. They didn't do that obviously. But then once I thought about, you know, the Patriots just getting to Kansas City the day of the game and stuff and then, you know, flying back the night of and stuff too. I feel I just thought like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. Chiefs should have easily Roll there. I was kind of surprised. I really wasn't surprised either that the game went under a little bit. I didn't do the under at all, but just seeing it makes sense that really kind of out of the ordinary stuff there too. So, and then going to Packers uh, Falcons too, I did pick the Packers to cover there. So I got that one, but I was surprised the game went under. I thought maybe it threw, threw up a little more. Let's see, the total was 46. So they're about 10 points shy of the total there. So I thought maybe. A little bit surprised by that. I thought the game would definitely go over for sure. Yeah, I thought so too. And I know pretty much everybody thought that game was going to be over. Both teams had really good offenses, not great defenses. I thought it would be kind of a 40 to 30 shootout, but yeah, didn't end up that way. No. So I found out some, some numbers here just based off the – some totals just based off last week game. So really – you know, favorites to underdogs against the spread. The favorites went seven, seven, and one against the spread. So, you know, pretty even between the favorites and the underdogs. Meanwhile, the home teams only went four, ten, and one against the spread. So, the road, uh, the road teams pretty much were able to cover pretty easily without too much, too much, too much worrying there. Meanwhile, the underdogs straight up only went ten and or five and excuse me, five and ten straight up. Whereas the over unders was eight, six, and one. So eight overs hit to six unders and then one game push there. So are you kind of surprised at all by those numbers at all? Um, the number I was most surprised about is that home team's number. Going yeah, four, I ten, and that. one against this. That, that, that's really surprising. Yeah. So the so road, road, uh, road teams were able to stick, stick with them, even if they weren't able to pull out any wins at all. Then kind of another more numbers I found here, just different teams and kind of what their record is against the spread. So, so far on the season, the overs are 36, 25, and two 
meaning up 50 overs are hitting about 59% throughout the season. And the eight most profitable teams so far that are against the spread, the top two shouldn't really surprise anybody. The Seahawks and the Packers are both 4-0 against the spread. And then the we have, let's see, six teams that are 3-1 and one here. So I'm going to tell you a few of the teams, and then you tell me if there are any surprises at all to you. So we have the Colts, Broncos, Chargers, Bengals, Bills and Chiefs all at three one against the spread. Any any surprises to you? Uh, preseason, just looking from that perspective, I would say the Broncos coming in three and one covering the spread. I really didn't think they would be uh, good at all. Um, uh, besides that, those I mean maybe the Colts too three and one, but besides that, those are all pretty um, you know pretty favorite teams in the league. So yeah, those two kind of surprised me a little bit. How about you? Yeah, uh, going back to what you're saying about the Colts, too, like the Colts' defense is like one of the – I think one of the top defenses in the league this year just because I was re- – just basically we talked about the Bears-Colts game last week, and I was reading a, a breakdown or watching a breakdown video of the game, and then basically the headline was the Colts were playing Chicago Bear defense against the Bears. They were able to stop the run very well. They were able to cover against the pass well. So basically – they did exactly what the Bears are supposed to do when you play defense there. So I'd say to me, the, uh, those teams I mentioned, probably the Bengals at three and one covering the spread, even though they don't have the best team, you know, out there that the Bengals covering is pretty, uh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit surprising with that three and one record. And then maybe the Chargers too. Chargers aren't usually looked at like as one of the, probably like one of your average, maybe slightly below average teams, but they're three and one covering the spread too. So let's see uh, that group of those two teams probably surprised me the most. Yeah. Those rookie quarterbacks have helped uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, both playing solid. For sure. For sure. And then kind of conversely with that uh, teams that are, have the worst record against the spread. Some of these probably won't surprise you at 0 and 4. We have the Texans, Cowboys and Jets and 0 and 3. We have the Titans, which, you know, they had their game, you know, postponed against the Steelers. So they're only at 0 and 3. And then your Falcons at one and three are, are one and three against the spread there. So yeah, that Falcons mark doesn't surprise me at all. It always feels like Vegas is somewhat optimistic about them. Like this week, they're even favored against Carolina, who's two and two. So it seems like they're always optimistic, but I mean, no, they they struggle, definitely. I yeah. will say the Cowboys and the Titans surprised me, uh, winless against the spread. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Cowboys, they just, you know, so far this year, they just found a way to not play up to what their standard usually is. And then Titans, I think, have been kind of ever since that they've been all over the news with uh, all their play, a big breakout happening in their facility with the positive tests and all that. And so I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, we'll talk about their future game coming up here too so then kind of talking about overs and unders a little bit we have the saints at four and oh hit all four of their games have gone over and then the bills and the raiders three they've got they are three oh and one uh on their games going over so they had the one game that uh they both um how did they push against each other yeah they're over pushed over under push in that game too. So not surprised seeing the saints with their, you know, they like to score, they like to move the ball and score a lot of points that they're over. So then same thing kind of with the bills and the Raiders too. They like to, you know, score a lot of points. So then their game's going to go over there. And then it's kind of of a new identity 
for the Bills. I mean, they used to be a, a yeah. defensive team, low-scoring offense, and now it's Josh Allen has really changed like the nature of that team. Definitely for sure. I think the Bills have a decent chance to you know take that division this year. Yeah, yeah. Josh Allen looks really good. I, I like them to take the East. And then kind of you know one offset of that against so we have the uh, under so. Uh, teams that are 4-0 against the on the under is the Cardinals. All four of their games have gone under their total there. And then a few surprises here with teams that are 3-1 on the under. So we have the Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens, Colts, Dolphins, and Giants. So a few of those teams that we mentioned earlier that are good against covering the spread, their games have also gone under too. So I think a few surprises on my end seeing go under is like the Chiefs, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and that high-powered offense, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, uh, let's see, Colts, Colts a little bit surprising too, going three and one on the under two. I thought we knew with Phillip Rivers, T.Y. Hilton, all those guys too, they'd be able to put up some more points there too. So anyone stick out for you? Um, two that you mentioned, the Chiefs and the Ravens, definitely. I mean, you're talking about uh, two MVP caliber quarterbacks in Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson. But you think maybe maybe Vegas overestimates their offensive power. Maybe those – I'm sure those over-under numbers are really high in their games. I know especially when they played each other, I think the over-under was close to – like it was like mid to upper 50s. Yeah. So, you know, they're high market hit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did you bet that over-under at all with the, when they played a few weeks ago? So I didn't bet it. I know pretty much everybody did. But um, – there's like a there's like an intramural league here and we can't do much in person so like one of the yeah. online ones is sports pick them and that was like one of the options and so I did pick the over there so I was hoping it would hit but it came up just short it was kind of like a it could have hit late game I think that it was the Chiefs had a chance to kick a field goal late and instead they went front on fourth down because they were up so much and didn't get it so it almost hit yeah, wasn't it like a point, one point or a half a point away from going over or something like that? Yeah, it was super close. And they were like in the red zone or just outside of it on fourth down and just didn't kick the field goal because they were up by so much. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that cost a lot of people a lot of money. I I definitely – I think the announcers were even saying like, hey, this last possession here might be important for certain people, like indirectly yeah. saying, hey, we're getting close to the over-under here, so – yeah, it's always kind of funny to listen to broadcasters wiggle around talking about that. I wish they would just flat out say it. Like we all I know, know yeah. like like betting is so and gambling is so like more like out there now. Like just just say it. Who cares? You know, but I'm sure network guidelines and all that jazz too says, hey, you can't say that, blah, blah, blah. So Yeah, but, I wish they just lean into it and embrace it. Yeah. So then our we kind of move ahead to talking about the NBA finals a little bit. So we had this week, we had game three and four. I remember on our last episode, I said, you know, if the heat are going to have any chance. They have to win game three. Sure enough, they pulled it out. Look at me go on game three for the heat win. Then game four, we had an interesting scenario here. The Lakers ended up winning game four, going ahead three to one in the series. But do you want to kind of mention kind of what happened next? Oh, and that, that game four? Yep, toward, kind of toward the end of the game there. Yeah, so the spread was, I want to say, Lakers minus seven and a half. Is that correct? Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and the Heat were down. The Heat were not covering at that point, but they were within distance. And 
Tyler Hero hit a three-pointer with under two seconds left for the Heat to backdoor cover, which I'm sure infuriated anybody who had the Lakers covering minus seven and a half. Or, on, on the contrary, it made the Heat seven and a half betters extra, or they were very excited when that happened, which I don't exactly. Think, I don't, Yep, I don't think I put anything on that one, but I definitely, if I would have definitely probably put Heat seven and a half. I remember looking at that and just must not put anything down there. So I, that's what they call in the business kids a backdoor cover and yeah. gets everybody all excited. And then also in that game four, I bet the over, which didn't come close to hitting. And I only put like, I had it in like a $2 parlay with baseball. Mm-hmm. But I got a funny story. I have a friend, he's been betting large numbers. So he threw down $1,200 worth of bets last week on Jets-Broncos Thursday night. Oh, my God. What a game. And they both hit, which was just crazy. I mean, a game that was so sloppy. And then so he turned around and he took those profits and he put, he put together a $1,200 parlay that had that game four over. And didn't come close to hitting, so he lost all of it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. My God. yeah. He parlayed the over and then the um, the Lakers to cover seven and a half. So neither hit. But I just thought that was interesting. Like I can't I can't bet that much. I'm just kind of betting for no. he's betting to make rent money. That's insane to me. That's I took the words out of my mouth. Insane there. So yeah, yeah. so we have uh, NBA Finals game five is tomorrow night, I believe. Did you see yep. the uh, numbers at all for for that game? I didn't write them down at all. I didn't see them, but I do know the Lakers are wearing the Mamba jerseys, which they are undefeated in. So I will be betting Lakers money line definitely. I'm sure it won't pay out a whole lot, but right. Yep, yep. So I brought it up here. Uh, Eight o'clock tomorrow night, Friday night here. Uh, let me see if I can find. So so it looks like Lakers are minus seven. Uh, favorites and over under is 216 so i feel like that 216 has kind of been the somewhere averaging for an over under there yeah yeah and then that that last game like you said it had been kind of up there in scoring the last game just kind of flopped i don't think the heat hit 100 points which was disappointing so lakers win tomorrow night there that's it they're nba champs i'm gonna I'm, i think i'm gonna agree with you i think you know like you said those you know, Mamba, black Mamba jerseys, I think it's almost like perfect writing, just get based off their season they had and all that stuff. So I think that's my prediction to Lakers tomorrow. going to take to clinch it tomorrow night. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. So we can kind of, you know, before we kind of move into our picks for the weekend here, we can kind of talk about some other different uh, other news that kind of happened throughout the sporting world here. So I know a lot of, uh, like we, t- we talked about earlier, the Tennessee Titans had a big positive uh, test outbreak within their facility. They had lots of players and um, fa- fac- not faculty, um, like just people in the facility test positive there. They had to move, they had to postpone their game earlier against the Steelers. I think they've kind of made up, they had a plan to make that up either like week seven or week eight, something like that. And then a few days ago, I you know, bro- kind of broken the news, you know, with uh, Stefan Gilmore of the Patriots also testing positive too. So I haven't, I feel like their game, like we said, I think we said earlier there, 
that their game against the Broncos is now moved from Sunday afternoon to Monday night. I think it's starting at like five. I want to or four. Maybe it's four. It's either four or five. I can't remember. It's way earlier in the day too. And then uh, the I saw the Raiders had a. I did. I don't remember who's who reported that the Raiders did, but I really didn't see anything more of the more of the Raiders test. Anyone from the Raiders testing positive? Did you say anything more about that? I didn't know. I just saw the notification that um, I think one of their games got moved, didn't it? The Raiders game? Say. Or maybe, yeah, maybe, let's see. So Bills, Titans got moved, Broncos, Patriots got moved. Yeah, it wasn't the Raiders, actually. No, not yet. Yeah, I just, I just saw like a general, like someone on the Raiders tested positive, but like no player named or really nothing after that. So I don't know if it was just like a, maybe a false report or, or really nothing came out of it or anything like that. Yeah, we'll have to stay glued to that. For sure, yeah. So like how we mentioned earlier, the Patriots game, Patriots-Broncos got moved from Sunday afternoon to early Monday night. And then the Bills-Titans, just because of all the uncertainty with the Titans going on, that game got moved from Sunday to Tuesday night. So that would be kind of interesting to see a Tuesday night NFL game. I don't remember the last time we've had that at least. So that will be kind of more, more football to watch there. Yeah, bonus night of football. For sure, yeah. And then there's some also there was some talk, you know, with all the with different teams testing positive and stuff that maybe a, a potential NFL bubble, but perhaps that's been talked about. I know from what I've heard and read, like the player NFL players aren't necessarily for that idea just because it, it's you know basically it's right in the middle of their season and they'd have to like all stay in the same bubble and not have not get to you know go back home or do anything like you don't get to see your families and wives and kids yeah for sure and like i feel like it'd be more difficult too because there's obviously a lot more players a lot more personnel with the nfl compared to what we had with the nba bubble and the nhl bubble too where it's not near as many players and staff so i don't know what'll happen there i also saw some talk too about um maybe potentially adding another week or two the end of the regular season like have like a certain week to make up all those games that were missed but nothing for sure came of that. Definitely a possibility. And, I mean, this has had a, a huge impact on sports gambling. I mean, you talk about the Patriots game where, you know, people might have been betting Patriots to cover, Patriots money line, and then Cam Newton goes out, you yeah. know, and, and, and do you get that bet refunded? Because that completely changed the landscape of that game. I know pretty much every line of that game changed. And mm -hmm. um, FanDuel, actually, this was, like, pretty big on Twitter they had boosted the Patriots odds for that game. And so a bunch of people threw money down on the Patriots. And that was before it came out that Cam had COVID. And so they had to refund. They refunded all bets that lost on the Patriots for that night. So pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. So kind of makes you as a sports better. Go ahead. As a, as a sports better, you just kind of want to wait until kickoff because if you bet early in the week, you know, COVID tests could come out and that could completely change the game. Yeah, for sure. Moving those numbers in a certain direction and kind of changing the whole point. So now we can kind of towards the end of our episode here, we can kind of give our tonight, like we said, tonight is Thursday evening. Uh, we had Thursday night football happening right now. Bears, Buccaneers, it's about halfway through the second quarter. Buccaneers are up 10 nothing. I did throw, you know, the usual Bears money line, Bears uh, plus three and a half. And I went with the under with this game just because Bears offense hasn't really been impressive. And I feel like the Buccaneers are 
this kind of, they kind of lean more towards the under in my book too. So I don't know if you had time to throw anything down on the game or not, or. I actually did. I threw down bucks minus three and a half. So one of us is going to be a loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And definitely people will know what the results of this when this comes out, because we were, like we said, recording Thursday night. So then our week decided to come up with a little segment called our best five. So basically this is our picks and previews for the weekend of sports. Um, we decided uh, the rules are we're going to make five picks across, you know, basically any sport we want. Um, the rules are it can be anything, whether it's uh, against a spread, a straight up winner, an over under player prop or anything like that. We also came up with that one of those picks must be an underdog to win straight up uh, in their matchup. And we're also going to include our lock of the week. So Colton, you want to start off with your first pick? Oh, one more thing too. Uh, yeah. Oh, one more thing. Colton and I have not shared our picks with each other. So these will be, uh, you know, first re live reaction when we hear these. So Colton, go ahead with your first pick. Okay. My first pick is kind of still up in the air. Like we talked about with baseball, some of these series haven't finished at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead. I like both of these teams regardless. I'm going to go ahead and say the winner of the Dodgers and Padres series goes on to beat the Braves for the NLCS title. Okay. So you're so, kind of taking a gamble on whoever comes out of it. So, so do you think that the so say if the Padres win and extend the series, do you think that gives an advantage more to the Braves or to the winner of the Dodgers Padres series? Uh, if the Padres keep extending the series, I'd definitely say um, more of an advantage to the Braves, you know, because you keep um, using up more of that pitching staff and less becomes available for the Braves series or the, the start dates get pushed back, the bullpen guys get pushed back a few days. So, yeah, I would definitely say if the Dodgers close out in three games that's even more of an advantage to the Dodgers gotcha it's always that rest versus rust series or talk you always hear about too so yeah it's an interesting pick there so do you think the Braves will probably be or the Dodgers or Padres will be the favorite there or will it kind of depend on who wins I think um if the Dodgers win the series they're definitely favorites I think they're arguably the favorite to win the World Series at this point. For but sure. if the Padres yeah. win, I think it's it's almost a toss-up. Uh, it, it'll be really interesting. And, you know, they got to win three in a row, so it's very unlikely. But, I mean, we'll yeah. see. Stranger things have happened, so we'll see. So I've got my first pick for our uh, little segment here. Uh, I'm going college football route. I am going the Florida Gators minus six and a half at Texas A&M. Okay. I like it, yeah. I think Florida is a, a very good college football team thus far. Um, they played um, Ole Miss, they beat, and I forget who their second game was against, but they're, I believe they're 2-0 on the season. Texas A&M, they're just coming off the uh, loss to Alabama. So I, I was listening to some other people talk about basically when a team plays Alabama, you almost have to like not count it against their record just because of how good Alabama is and stuff. But yeah. I feel like Florida's – know very very good team they should be able to uh win by at least six and a half against texas a&m yeah i like that pick like you said florida's been one of the best teams in the nation so mm -hmm. definitely what do you have for your second pick so my second pick it's uh kind of a wild card we talked about trying to do different sports so i'm going back to my childhood roots i used to love watching nascar uh this is going to be a nascar pick okay um 
my book offers head-to-head picks of just kind of random drivers. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Chase Elliott over Ryan Blaney. Uh, Chase Elliott right now is fourth in the cup standings. Blaney is 13th and out of the playoffs, it looks like. And looking at the starting grid, Elliott starts second, I believe, and Blaney is buried in the field back like in the 20s. So he's got a long way to climb. I like uh, Chase Elliott from the front row to beat Blaney. Okay. And uh, is that for your pick there? Is that kind of just, you know, head to head, like whoever comes, whoever finishes better wins there? Yep, exactly. Just whoever finishes ahead of, yep, whoever finishes the highest wins that. Gotcha. Do you know where they're racing at this week? They are at Charlotte, I believe, is what I saw. And okay, like yeah. I said, they're in the middle of the playoffs, so winding down their uh, uh, season. Yeah, kind of get kind of getting intense here. So kind of, you know, everybody's trying to, if I remember correctly, how the, their playoffs work is, you know, they have like a cutoff system. So after so many races, the, bot, the top, they cut off like, I think it's four of the drivers. Like, I think they're in the round of 12, if I remember correctly. So I think, you know, the bottom four, after I think it's three races, they, they're eliminated from the playoffs there. So I think it's a pretty good pick on your part. I think he does really well at that track. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, what about your second pick? My second pick, I'm going to the Steel, or, or excuse me, NFL. I'm taking the Steelers minus seven at, uh, against the Eagles. I just, okay. I just think the Steelers are very, uh, very good team. I, I just think the Eagles are awful to be quite honest. And I feel like Steelers minus seven is almost quote unquote a steal, I guess, just because they're at home too against the Eagles. So feel like they should be able to win easily by seven or more yeah and I felt like on that that Sunday night game the Eagles were kind of just like given a win the quarterback play from San Francisco and Nick Mullins was was terrible I mean they didn't do much with the ball mm-hmm. so yeah I like that the Eagles have been really bad this season I like that pick and they tied earlier with the Bengals I'm still not over that because I had the over under and it pushed oh, there so I'm still not I'm still a little Still not over that yet, but, you know, we move on. So Yeah, the ending of that game was very frustrating to watch. Okay, what's your third pick? Uh, So my third pick, I'm going to go with a parlay across both college football and the NFL. I'm going to take the Clemson money line, uh, the Chiefs money line, the Cardinals money line, and the Seahawks money line. That comes out to plus 128. So, I mean, not a great payout. All four are, like, heavy favorites. But yeah. that's something I've I've kind of done in the past. It's just kind of threw together um, favorites money line to try to get decent odds and and yeah. So that's my parlay for the weekend. You like going across different sports, like different sports like that. I actually I generally don't, but um, I was just trying to stick with the NFL. But I saw Clemson and I just couldn't resist because they, it's like them and Alabama almost feel like a lock every week. So Perfect. why not throw them in? I know they got a big game against Miami this week. It'll be probably their first, like, true big, true best game they can play. So, we kind of – Oh, yeah. It feels like every year in the ACC they roll through everybody. Like, it's not even close. Even the ACC title game is a blowout for them. (laughs) So, yeah, that'll be cool to see them play a a good opponent. Yep. So, for my third pick, I'm sticking with the NFL. I'm going uh, Cardinals minus seven at the Jets. I just, like – Obviously, the Jets are one of the, probably the worst team in the NFL. Let's just put it how it is. I feel like the Cardinals only getting seven was kind of like 
Okay, only I know they didn't. Do, they lost to the Carolina Panthers last week, so maybe that's why they're only getting seven. But I feel like the Cardinals with Kyler Murray and all them should be able to single-handedly or you know take out. Not really have too much worry with the Jets there. Yeah, they've lost a couple in a row. Maybe that's why that line is so um, so close. Because like like you say, it feels like that game is going to be a blowout. The Jets are just flat out terrible. Yeah. What's your uh, fourth pick? All right, my fourth pick is going to be uh, Kansas State TCU over 50 and a half. So the teams have combined to play five games. All five of their games have hit over this mark, and most of them pretty comfortably. I think the closest they've gotten is 52, and everything else has been way over that. So I like that over. Kansas State TCU. Yeah, I, have, I can definitely see. Yep, definitely for sure. I like that. I don't – TCU and Texas, no, their game went way over last week, and then – Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma. Um, it was up in the 30s. We feel that was way over two. So, yeah, I don't hate the pick. I like that pick there. That'll work. So, all right. What's your fourth? My fourth. This is my underdog pick of the week. This is, I'm taking Syracuse plus, no, this is football, not basketball. Syracuse plus two and a half and money line against Duke. It's oh, at, wow. It's at Syracuse. Like, Syracuse is a lot better team at home. Duke is just not a great team this year. And I am I was very surprised to see Syracuse was an underdog to a not great Duke team, especially when they're at home. So, that's my underdog of the week. Syracuse, two and a half, along with uh, Moneyline. Yeah, it's that Syracuse dome. I like the pick. So, do you have, do you have your fifth and final pick? Yep, so my fifth and final pick is my underdog, like you mentioned, and it's also my lock of the week. Ooh, I'm taking the, yeah, a little, little double whammy. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers money line against my Atlanta Falcons. I learned my lesson last week. Uh, I never bet on my team, and I did, and they burned me. Uh, just I've watched, you know, almost every snap of the season. That defense is flat out terrible. The Carolina Panthers are two and two this year. They're respectable. I have no idea how they're not favored. I am hammering uh, Carolina Panthers money line plus uh, 110. That seems like it's just giving away money. I do like that pick too. I think the Panthers kind of, like we said earlier, the Panthers beat the Cardinals who at that point were, you know, a decent team and them getting, what did you say? It was, it was two or two and a half. Um, the money line, oh, I, money, I was line, gonna, right. money line plus 110. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure what the spread is, but. Okay. Yep. So car or excuse me, Panthers, Moneyline. Yep. I definitely could see myself following you along there and going Moneyline there against the, is that at Carolina or is that at uh, Atlanta? It's at Atlanta. So I think that's probably why Atlanta's favored and it, it is minus two and a half, like you said. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. So then my lock of the week this week that going back to college football is Notre Dame minus 20 and a half against Florida state. Okay. Yeah. Got to do a lot of scoring there. I think Florida State is just not good at all. Like they played Miami, they couldn't, it wasn't even close. They couldn't keep up with them. And I think Notre Dame is one of the like scary, like not, they're, they're a very good team this year. Like they were last year. Like nobody's really talking about them at all. So I feel like Notre Dame should be able to, it's, I believe it's at Notre Dame or yeah, at Notre Dame as well. So I feel they should no problem easily be able to, outscore Florida State by at least three touchdowns. 
Yeah, that feels like a good bet. And like you said, looking at Florida State, they're one and two. And boy, yeah, they lost by 52 to Miami. Goodness. Yeah, it was, it's not great for them this year. So, did you have any extra honorable mention picks at all? Um, couple honorable mention picks. Yeah, I have a couple. I was going to take this number actually hasn't came out yet, but I, I anticipate to bet it. Uh, the Carolina team total over as well. Um, they're underdogs, so I'm sure that number will be somewhere in like the low to mid 20s. Um, if it's anywhere in there or less, I'm going to take that. That seems like a pretty good bet. The Falcons defense has been bad. And then I was also going to take Kansas State. They're actually plus eight against TCU in that game. Oh. Kansas State, they stumbled early, and, you know, in that week one where everyone has come out of COVID and still figuring things out. And they've turned around and won two in a row, including a win over Oklahoma. So I like them to cover plus eight there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with both of those. Um, my honorable mentions, I know we talked about this a little bit ago. Uh, I actually think Miami can – I'm going to take Miami plus 14 against Clemson just because I Miami has, you know, played well thus far up into the season. They've got – you know, have they played anybody great? No, this will be their first great game, I feel like. I feel like Clemson always gets that one game a year where they're like – might trip up a little bit against the team. I think this might be the week that, that, that Miami, you know, I'm not saying Miami's going to beat them or anything. I'm saying Miami because it's going to at least stay within 14 of them. So that's why one of my first honorable mentions and my second one is the over on Oklahoma, Texas. It's the red river rivalry. Um, both those teams like to score a lot of points. Both of those teams don't like to play defense. So I feel like this total, I believe the total I, when I last saw it was at 72. So it is quite a bit. That's a big number there, but I feel like just what we've seen from Oklahoma the past couple weeks against Kansas State and Iowa State, they like to put up points. They don't like to play defense. Texas, same way. Last week against TC, they threw up, you know, 30-some points or whatever it was. So I feel like I did look at the past few years what this what the total was compared to this one. And by the score of the last few, they've gone under actually the 72. Oh, wow. So kind of taking a risk here, just I feel like different year, different different defenses, different offenses and stuff, even though um, Spencer Rattler is new for Oklahoma, but Sam Ellinger is there for Texas. Um, I feel like there's going to be just a lot of scoring in this game. I feel like you almost have to always take this over when you see see this game here. So those are my two honorable mentions, Miami plus 14 against Clemson and Oklahoma, Texas over. Yeah, life's too short to bet the under. Why not? Definitely so. So, like we said, we will keep track of, of our records of our best. We're, like we said, we're just doing keeping records of our best five honorable mentions. Those those won't count towards our records, but we can kind of keep that like maybe a separate record or so. Does that sound like yeah, idea? yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we've gone long enough here. So, Colton, you have anything else before we sign off tonight? I don't. Um, good luck to everybody in their bets this week. Uh, it's kind of the last week of everything going on, you know, with that finals wrapping up and, you know, we're getting into the baseball playoffs. So here pretty soon we're going to be kind of just on football. So enjoy the next few weeks with uh, all the sports going on. Definitely echo that 100%. Please follow us, uh, follow the podcast at Zoom Disputed on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on our social medias. I am at Trevor Shores on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, and I'm at Colton Spore on Twitter, um, Sporo3 on Instagram. Just got to be a little bit different there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I had to change it up a little bit. So, all right. Thank you for everybody listening, and we'll catch you next time.